gentlemen. You wanted the best, you got the best. In strong language and adult content. The hottest podcast in the world. Slowly we rock. How's it going? Yo, yo, yo. We are Slowly We Rock. We are Metal and Rock's dumbest and funnest podcast. Welcome to the episode. I'm James. I'm Dan. I'm Lewis. And we actually have a special guest with us as well. Yeah, 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 right. Who could it be? Guest. I'm um, waiting to know. Yeah, introduce yourself. <laughs> Speak Hi. up. My name's Mike. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Mike. Wow. Um, for those who don't know, uh, Mike was with us originally when we first started, like, Trading the water with like doing some podcast stuff, and we recorded, I guess, a series which will eventually see the light of day. Yes, one day, one Definitely. day, yeah, one day. One it will day. do. Yeah, I, I pray. Where we basically um, did a deep dive on a lot of Iron Maiden's back catalogue for Mike before hey, he went off on his travels. We had a lot of fun, and then we, we drove him out of the country because that's what happens if Absolutely. you record a rest for too long. Yeah, <laughs> we, got, we got to uh, we you know we got to what the like the tenth album something like that, and then I decided to leave the 11. country. We got to virtual eleven, and then the Blaze Bailey is sending you out of the country. Blaze yeah. Bailey forced him away. <laughs> Which is fair. Sorry, Blaze. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Swing and a miss. Goodbye, amigo. <laughs> well, I mean, if Goodbye, I got. <laughs> you guys will get that in about two years time yeah um, I mean if our goal was to actually get you out of the country but I think we did we hit a home run <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, yeah welcome back to the UK mate thanks man it's good to be back mm. it's good to be back with uh, my three best buds and, yeah. uh, oh. uh, and a couple of microphones yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels special. like old times special we, we have less microphones than normal but yeah we normally yeah, have two right. mics this week we've got three well Yay. you know we'll... see you later guys oh, I'm off. oh my god <laughs> i wonder if uh, <laughs> that was terrible that was real bad i wonder if we'll have so many time. housemates kind of uh, coming to do cooking in the middle of our shows this uh, i hope this so time. well yeah. maybe. Oh, it's a classic quirk of uh, your house yeah absolutely yeah. just people walking it's like oh are you guys recording it's like yeah it's like oh i'm gonna make some pasta yeah <laughs> no i'll come back later just i'll carry on I'm yeah gonna, i'm gonna boil the kettle so to cook it quicker don't worry guys i'm gonna boil the kettle so it's gonna be nice and noisy in the background but it'll cook my pasta quicker i was actually gonna yeah. make a smoothie like if it's cool with you guys i'm just gonna bust out some sacks for about four hours <laughs> oh shit i forgot about that There's, so uh, like like we say it hasn't aired yet but we did a whole series called maiden voyage because it's the best name ever mm-hmm. uh where we introduced mike to <laughs> so every single iron maiden album yeah uh and this i can't remember which one it is Maybe killers, but someone definitely starts I feel like busting. It was an early one. Yeah. yeah, someone starts busting out some mad sax. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really did throw us off. It was Doug. He's like a saxophone player. And that makes sense. Clearly has like you know understands nothing like outside <laughs> of saxophone. So when the music takes hold of you and you start, oh my god, I mean, like, you spell about jazz beat you know you gotta go and he, he said to me he's like don't worry mike don't worry i promise i'll be so so quiet and stuff and i bet he was sitting in his room and he saw this glint in the corner of the room of his, his saxophone and he you know he swiveled around his chair he's like they would 
They wouldn't hear, would they? <laughs> they wouldn't. Do it, do it. Don't he had, he had mittens on. He had mittens on to try and stop himself from yeah. playing it. But even those couldn't help. Yeah, before, you know it, them, yeah. before you know it. Before you know I thought you meant he had mittens on to try and like soften it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trying to soften, soften the, the wind. Yeah, the, the wind instrument. Yeah. This'll work. So, the, thing, the thing, so just to explain, like with uh, Mike's old living arrangement, he lived mm. with a band. Yeah. yeah, I lived with a band called Cousin Cooler. You should check them out on SoundCloud and Junk. They are oh, very good. Oh, hang on, hang on. Where's where's the checkbook? <laughs> where's the oh, checkbook? Okay. We're not doing this. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Are we are we are we this podcast now? Because oh, okay. also incidentally, Big, now. Cousin Cooler is my SoundCloud rapper name as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was White Pudding. <laughs> White Pudding. <laughs> I'm really into that. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> I hope Eminem dissed me on his new album. <laughs> oh, topical. Yeah, nice. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it um, on the times, guys. Yeah, the new album, the Marshall Mavis LP Part One. Was that this podcast recorded fifteen years ago? <laughs> <laughs> um, how are you doing? Bloody, bloody good. I'm alright. Cool. Yeah. yeah, good times. Jet lagged. Yeah, I'm four beers in and I feel jet lagged. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm actually pretty amazing. Cool. I've got a bit full of yourself. I've got two, <laughs> I've got two pieces of really cool news. Amazing. That I've been wanting to tell you. I've got a third bit of good news, but it's probably not the same as yours. So <laughs> well, you go ahead first. So um, I don't know if I ever spoke about this, but there's a there was a tour in the states and Asia called Generation X. Oh shit! I mean, yeah, yeah. I watched an advert for that the other day. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck. Fuck. So it's uh, it's Ingwe Malmsteen, Steve Vai. Nuno Betancourt, who's my favourite guitarist on wow. the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, Tosin Abassi, oh, Horses mate, Leaders. That's going to be so fun. Yeah. Zach Wilde. So they did this huge tour. Mm. Didn't come here. Didn't get to see it. For, like, Zach, Ingwe, Steve Vai, Nuno in particular, my favourite guitarist on the planet. Yeah. Like, love those dudes. They've just done a Pledge Music campaign. So me and my girlfriend, Kiz, are being super frugal at the moment, and I can't really spend anything, and I'm not <laughs> allowed to buy... A lot of Star Wars figures that yeah. I might tend to do. How like, are you doing with that? It's, it's been a good week. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's like heroin withdrawal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really One is. day at a time. It's the plastic crack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So George Lucas is your pusher. Yeah. <laughs> he buys Star Trek figures as his methadone. <laughs> <laughs> so they did, uh, they've done a pledge music. And for £46, pounds, mm-hmm. my girlfriend gave me permission to get it. You get a double vinyl... Ooh. Signed by all of those dudes. Oh, oh that's amazing. Really? How that's really sick awesome. is that? Amazing. And my second piece of great news. How would you feel, by the way, if like mm. uh, Nuno actually had terrible handwriting? Uh, like incredible fingers for playing guitar. Yeah, I mean, but like a childish scrawl. I think, well, I think. <laughs> crown. The way my brain would work is I'd be really pleased with that because my handwriting is terrible. Nice. And I'd be like, well, there's obviously a connection. Yeah. yeah. I have obviously. garbage handwriting as well. I think I, most I, cool people I, do. I've been told I have handwriting with serial killers. So. Mike, yeah. yeah. How's your handwriting? Uh, well, I'm left handed. Oh, or, oh uh, it's a trash. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a trash. It's terrible. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sinister. My, was, well, one of the only things I want to bring back from the Victorian age is like, <laughs> forcing like, people to write with their right hand. We, we didn't oh. really kind of like cover this, but I, I live in Vietnam and obviously there's. Chop- oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> that's where we drove so him that's to. Where, that's where you drove me to. Forced him out. It's Vietnam. And like, the thing is, I'm left handed with like pretty much everything um so uh you know these chopsticks out there yeah. apparently it's like really embarrassing if you use your left hand to do use chopsticks so oh, like every time thing. i go to a freaking restaurant and stuff like the like the the girl serving me will just kind of do like a little giggle as i'm like trying to desperately do chopsticks <laughs> with my left hand like a 
idiot. You know? We well, did we did warn you about that. Yeah. Your chopsticks and your left hand. Well, it's because you'll be using. Um, did you? Yeah, because <laughs> every day we said that it's mainly you'll only really get right-handed chopsticks out there. So uh, yeah. <laughs> you need to make sure you're asking for the left-handed yeah, ones. I mean, it looks really work. similar as well. Like it's uh, you know I've been going around Ho Chi Minh City desperately trying to find some left-handed <laughs> chopsticks. But, you know, gunny riders. <laughs> Come with me. Maybe you could be like the Ned Flanders type character who sets up the leftorium of Vietnam. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah, leftorium of Vietnam. <laughs> the leftorium. Maybe we found around Episode, yeah, maybe. cool. <laughs> That's probably like the shortest kind of living business in that city ever, you know. So, um, how have you all been in terms of like our week or two in rock and metal? Well, this is where I need is to tell you my second. Oh out. yeah, yeah. Sorry, Lewis, part part two. No, not a problem at all. Uh, I got a message from a girlfriend after work. We've got Ozzy Osbourne tickets. Yay! Yay! She got them as a Christmas present. No way. Yep. Amazing. Fantastic. So we get to see Ozzy. I've been Lewis asking Lewis about it all the way here, whether yep. he's going to get some. <laughs> that sounds great, Lewis. Who's Ozzy Osbourne? <laughs> uh, he was in a sitcom. Oh, right. <laughs> um, yeah. he, he's Two a, and a half man. <laughs> he's Jack Osbourne's dad. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Where are you going? Birmingham. Amazing. Yeah. Good. Which also, I was it's just thinking, hometown, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. His last tour in his hometown yeah. that's yeah, going to be that's amazing. amazing oh we'll have to meet that'd be great yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely 100% awesome. until um, he does like last tour part 3 well, oh yeah I think he's very self aware but he's calling it No More Tours 2 yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, wasn't he planning to retire after the No More Tours album that was like the yeah. initial, that was the initial <clears> plan that's wild to me yeah, yeah, right? yeah I know then then they think he had like a huge like cultural renaissance became like a bit of a godfather of metal yep and that's yep. when I guess him and Sharon put together the whole Ozfest thing mm-hmm. yeah and that's my first ever gig that's, I think that's one of, the, one of the best things about Ozzy is his ability to reinvent himself over, and like part of that is yeah. like down to Sharon's management we must have talked about this one we have yeah. Yeah, yeah. we have yeah but I actually sometimes forget how good a lot of Ozzy's solo material is mm-hmm. oh, it's so good like, I was listening to a and lot of him it. and Zach on this tour as well yeah yep. oh. I was listening to a lot of it, like just listening to. I listened to No More Tears a few, a few weeks back. Before, I think I, I did that for you. I messaged you. I was yeah. walking from work, listening to Mamran coming home on repeat because yeah. I got the afternoon off work. And so I just played it nonstop. It's such a brilliant so, song. Felt so good about it. But absolutely incredible. Perry stuff. Mason as well. Is, yeah. Uh, he's amazing. His first gig I was just saying, first gig I was, went to was Ozfest uh, in, I think it was 2002. We looked at the lineup not long ago. Uh, yeah, I think I, might, yeah. I, I probably mentioned it on another one, but that was when he had like it was Zach Wild, uh, Mike Borden, and uh, Rob Trujillo. Um, yeah, I'm really excited, and it's there. yeah, I'm going with my dad and my little brother. Um, I yeah managed to get standing tickets somehow. I've Your brother's getting like a crash course in like he great, loves it. Yeah, his, his, his first two ever gigs will have been Maiden and Killswitch, and then um, <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne and Judas Priest. So you can't really. Oh, he's actually coming to Revocation with me as well. Oh, he's, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was in the movie some real tech death now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also had a bit of good news. Um, so if you ever watched Kerrang uh, in the early noughties, uh, yes. you probably saw every you get, day. So I don't know if anyone remembers. If they don't, this is going to sound absolutely mental. <laughs> But it used to be these really absolute garbage adverts on Scuzz and Kerrang for mm. uh, text message tones. That, <laughs> yeah. there, there was the Crazy Frog. Um, and like, I think there's one involving like little chickens singing songs and stuff. Okay. But there was also one that always, there was a text tone that always used to come up. Uh, and the other day I just I got stuck in my head so I googled it and managed to find it and download it <laughs> I'm never going to use it because if it ever went off I'd sound like a maniac I'm really interested um, to see what your kind of search words do anyone remember do anyone remember any of these text tones or not vaguely I remember the yeah, co- yeah, I, remember yeah. The I, remember, I remember like Crazy Frog and I think actually the little chicken that was singing yeah, does yeah, ring was, a bell they're yeah. always like 10 quid like, a pop or whatever weren't they? oh yeah it was mm-hmm. like it, 
Well, girl, you got a text. Yeah, yeah. Girl, you better check your text. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know what you mean. It was like up there with the kind of horoscope ones as hey, well. Hey, girl, you better check your text. <laughs> <laughs> I am so happy you guys remember it before I played it because I don't sound like a maniac now. Please set that as yours. Yeah, set that uh, like, uh, and we'll get a clean one one more time in case you missed that and you want to get it yourself. Hey, girl, you better check your text. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah if anyone wants that let me know I'll uh, pass it on as I a, mean who doesn't so. oh my god so, we get a little Dropbox organised yeah 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 that's just the way yeah. we can say thank you too. cannot remember where I found I that I think you should but... be a literal Dropbox though we'll put it in like a bin somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> couldn't be happy if you guys vaguely remember that one before I played it we can so. geocache it <laughs> yeah <laughs> There you go. That was my. Uh, that's, that's the best thing happened all year. So. Wow, that's a, yeah, oh. a good week for you, Nels. Mm. Yeah, okay. Good year. Yeah. And September. So. Yeah, I feel like the the one thing that's been playing on my mind this week is how much I. You've got the tickets now. You don't realize you bought them, but I guess I need to get a Parkway ticket now. Yes. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I really want. So Parkway Drive. A. I mean, again, for the uninitiated people who don't, who aren't metal fans, listen to this podcast. Parkway Drive are maybe one of the biggest bands in metal at the moment, right? Yeah. I think that's mm. a fair assumption. Mm. Fair assumption, even. Um, Some of us at this table might say, weirdly. Yeah, weirdly. Like, unexpected. <laughs> I don't really get I was surprised when I suddenly realised they were that big. Yeah, I, yeah, I have um, a soft spot for those guys. I, I don't have anything yeah. against them either. It's well, not like a... I really know. like Horizons. Horizons is great. I yeah, think, I think, I think re- most of that's because of Adam D. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, right? Like When it came to Parkway, for me, I didn't really like like the song so much until I watched the two they've got two kind of like tour documentaries this is, what yeah. do. this is the thing everyone talks and about yeah. like I watched both of these tour documentaries and it kind of like I was just like I really like what these guys are doing they're going and fucking touring India they're going to South America yeah. they're using their music as a means of traveling which is obviously something that's quite dear to me yeah. and yeah. it's great because like a lot of metal bands do not go to these places and they never mm. will go to these well, they, places they're one of like the first Sounds people great. to play a bunch of like kind of middle of nowhere places in India yeah, yeah like, exactly and that's crazy. that's fucking cool man like yeah. if you can Are go on and tour in some or... strange places and the thing is there are plenty of people out there who want to go to a show but can't you know yeah like I living where I live yeah um you know I a lot of my students you know, one of them was talking about Meshuggah the other day. Yes. And I was just yes. like, you know, I, I, I was just like, oh, oh my God, like you're probably like the only person in Vietnam who likes Meshuggah. <laughs> but the fact is like Meshuggah are not likely to go yeah. tour in, in Vietnam. Sure. Whereas yeah. for us, you know, they could do a tour and we yeah. could buy a ticket. It's just so much more accessible. And I think actually what's cool about what Parkway Drive did is like they did make it accessible and that's probably something that kind of stuck in up in those kids' and minds, you know? That, that's always the thing when people talk, talk about like how much you love Parkway Drive, they always say, just a band who want to tour and play shows all over the world. Mm. And I'm like, oh, isn't that most bands? But it's, in all fairness, it's, it is different. And these, these documentaries are really cool because they, they do show their work ethic. Yeah. There's, um, in the one where the guitarist breaks his leg, yeah. he's basically told like, oh no, you're not flying. He's like, mm, well, I am. Yeah, and I just probably, goes out I probably am going to do uh, that then. Amazing. With this broken leg. And there's loads of videos of him. I think they did download when he was in a wheelchair. Yeah. And he's just kind of pushed himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. so great, you think, You'd think he'd be stationary, but like, no, <laughs> no, no. no. He's yeah. just like, no, I'm going to use my it, other leg it, to go it, around it, the place. It, it's the same thing, which I think is why, even though they're not as, as insanely popular, but like people are as passionate about them is every time I die. Yes. If every time I die can play a show, they'll play a show. Their whole yes. deal is when they do tours like with multiple bands, 
when all the other bands have a day off, they don't do a day off. They just find a bar where they can play. Yeah. If they can find a venue. Well, where Keith Buckley can do mm. karaoke, and it, nail it. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> yeah. And there's videos of like of, um, Jordan Buckley with like a cast on his leg, crowd surfing, yeah. playing guitar. Like they are. I think people like admire that work ethic and that workhorse type element. It's dangerous. That He's a father now. He should know better. <laughs> mm. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Well, um, but yeah, so I'm thinking like, you know, I don't hate Parkway. I don't love them. They've got songs that I've enjoyed, but I do like Kill Switch. And I would like to see Parkway to say, hey, cool, I've seen it. It's a band I can take off the list. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think, I think what's weird about it. So again, for those who don't know, Kill Switch Engage kind of invented the genre that Parkway fall into. They were seminal, yeah. Like, I think, I think one of the with, with most important. Like, someone's always going to say, oh no, it was this band from an, this band, that band. It's the same for every genre, I think. But I, yeah. would, I would say to me, yeah, Killswitch were like, was where all of these things met in the middle. That was where metal, broke out met again. hardcore and yeah. really became its own if you want, Yeah, if you want yeah. to think of it as like a diamond, like you had all yep. these genres, all these bands, then at the tip of a diamond is kill switch. Yeah. Then you've got another diamond where it breaks that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, so it's really weird. That I don't know how diamonds work. It's because you that's can't just, that's just one. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike, you better check your wallet. <laughs> Where's you my can't hear it, but all the fingers are going left, right, left, right. Yeah. We're a very sassy podcast. Yeah. Oh, so sassy. Yeah. Think um, a little wagging. Yeah. Think um, Maury or. Um, Oh, what's his name? Uh, Murray, you know, the guy, the, the kind of like chat show host. You know, like your Monto. And all he does is like the um, paternity tests. Yes. Like the Jerry Springer knockoff. Yeah. We're yeah. like that kind I like of Dr. Crowd, Phil, you know. You know, you know he's, he's funny. Mm. You guys never watched Dr. <laughs> Phil? <laughs> yeah. I know him. Yeah. I know he is. Yeah. 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 He looks like Jesse Ventura. Yeah. <laughs> so much. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've watched chat show with Jesse Ventura. Just yeah. discussing conspiracy theories of whoever can get I on his coach Jesse from his yeah. from his hardened uh, bunker in the desert. Or like <laughs> as like a passionate wrestling fan, I've legitimately never ever seen a Jesse Ventura match. Yeah. I didn't know he was a commentator actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was like, who's that guy who uh, got like banned from Twitter recently? You know, Alex oh Jones. Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Yeah. yeah. Should we just like change the podcast to be like a podium for him to have a little segment Jesus. for him. No! <laughs> uh, all, all against? Say yeah. 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 I will destroy this podcast! Right, Mike's leaving the UK again yeah. so no one panic. <laughs> Who keeps saying nay? Yeah. You get to get him. Um, whereas I lost my train of thought. So, um, kills yeah, so, kill, yeah, kills, so it's, it's one of those weird chicken and the egg scenarios, isn't it? It's like, because you remember you even told me... Yeah, playing, except, imagine there was... No prior chicken, and then there was an egg. No shit, I've messed it up. Imagine there was one prior chicken, yeah, and that's Kill Switch, and there's an egg, and that's Parkway. It was always one of things. Was like, come on, you must, you like Parkway, yeah. You must have heard like Kill Switch. You must have heard like some unearth stuff like that. But it's just, I guess people just want the band. That's it's theirs. generational though. You generational, think like yeah. for us, because now it's also so weird that like now that even bands, which to me I feel like contemporary bands like Kill Switch, and now as a generation who are slightly removed ago. No, I don't want that. That's not the metalcore. That's they're like mm. Metallica when we first got into music. Uh, Kill Switch now, really? Yeah, yeah. In terms yeah. of time frames. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you oh, think like, we're old. I can't wait for Kill Switch's load. <laughs> <laughs> wait, that's the, that's the second self-titled album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jim, come on, time and place, mate. <laughs> but, I don't name them. I think that's. Like, <laughs> I, just buy, I just buy their Metallica records. <laughs> I think that's why we've like we've had many conversations. That's why we find it so weird when you say to someone like. Oh, you're really into Parkway. You must love all these, like, 
seminal bands. <laughs> Huge yeah, bands yeah. that do the same kind of deal, but pioneered it. Yeah. And no one knows who they are. Like, mm. Azalea Dying? Like, no. I just like brutal yeah. breakdowns. Like, yeah, so Azalea Dying yeah. and well, Kill Switch. The last, and... last time I saw On Earth at their own show on in, Earth. in yes. Bristol, they were playing to a probably about a third full of the fleece. Mm. And, and, I I think pop- and I was part of the problem. I didn't go. Was yeah, that the one I went to? Yeah. yeah. And part of that, also, weirdly enough. Just, I was gigging, actually. I have enough, an excuse. Justin Foley from Killswitch was playing drums on that tour as well. Mm. Um, I don't think I've ever seen Unearth with their actual own drummer. They had. <laughs> Do they yeah, have one? Yeah, they got exactly. a spinal yeah. tap situation up there. Because, like, last time I saw him, it was. Stumpy um, Peeps. What's his, it was What's His Name from As I Die, from As I Dying playing drums for them. I've never seen him with actual own drummer. Just Jordan. Get, Jordan, yeah. They just get real good other dudes to play. But, like, Part of it was it was a very poorly promoted show as well. Yes. But like again, like Shadows Fall, like major label band, yep. got a Grammy nomination, bottom fell out of it. And yeah. I'm like, these guys like their their entire sound is like American thrash meets like Scandinavian death metal with like yeah. a bit of hardcore pepper mm-hmm. on top. Like that's what has become the foundation of most modern metal. Yeah. And yet like those guys like like they they did the farewell tour and they were like playing like so semi-sold out venues yeah. in like Derby I mean check out Art yeah. of Balance yeah, yeah. by uh, exactly. Shadows Fall if you want a really cool good album to listen great to great metal club yeah, it's really I good but I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to sound like because you know we're not but I don't want to sound like old and bitter no because we're not but it, it's just one of those things where yeah to me it's always you, you definitely get those like you know you get your pixies to Nirvana right mm. so I've got you I've got do a theory. get that I've but got a theory it, it seems weird to me that like say Killswitch are still doing that better and almost in a maybe more accessible way but they're still not quite the same level yeah that's so good as if you see them live they're just so much fun oh they're incredible they're so much Mm. fun Um, I think for me I think the thing does boil like genuinely does boil down to our age so if you Mm. think when we all first started getting into music and kind of developing our own taste when we were teenagers Mm. we had LimeWire and shit like that. Yeah. And you're, and you're on like online message boards. We didn't have Facebook. This is going to sound mental for like anyone <laughs> below the age of like 20 listening to this. I feel really old now. We didn't have... We are really old now. Tw- no, no, we're, no, no, we're not. We're incredibly we, young. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> it's amazing. Sorry, wait, what, what's that podcast day? Yeah. Are we like 20? So, yeah. My 21st last week was crazy. Sorry, yeah. Lewis, go on. So, so we we had to talk on message boards to get recommendations for bands that like people yes. at school wouldn't know and this and that, you know. And hope it was and, an audio galaxy. Yeah, exactly. This and like LimeWire and all these places. And then you have to kind of like search for music and you have to really find it. You, and you, you use your pocket money on CDs and you got to make sure yeah. it's worth it. It's, so you yeah. go with what you recommend. It's kind of like yeah. our version of uh, sharing tapes. You yeah, know, exactly. Rather than, you know, it's that's yeah, what our parents like, used to do. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how I would cope now as an adult with um you know without spotify without spotify where i've got like half if not most of the music ever committed to recorded if it's easy accessible on my phone where do you even start with that how do you create it and you Mm. get custom mixtapes every day if you want them on spotify and you'll find stuff still you don't know but yeah yeah it's overwhelming but Mm. i think that's i do think that's part of it so now when bands like parkway bring me all these guys first coming out everything was readily available yeah so you didn't go in you didn't look at like well what came after this you know you what came before this links, where... yeah the, yeah you know, that's true the reason why you know how i went from okay cool i'm into metallica who came before metallica maiden and priest sabbath who came after metallica pantera machine Head. yeah exactly uh then what's going on then like what's going on now okay you've got kill switch what what is by kill switch oh in flames at the gates 
and stuff like that, you would make those connections. It would be like, it's like a conspiracy theorist with like a cork board yeah. and like phones like <laughs> yeah. you put it all String together. String in between them. And you're like, I, I want to know where like this came from. It's a metal family tree really, don't yeah. you? It's know? almost what Grang <laughs> used to be like when yeah, you re-review yeah. and it would Whereas mention now, other bands. Yeah, it just felt like maybe things are like, it maybe seems to people that things are like lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Wherever, like, yes, I've just spanned this great, and this is this is my metalcore band, and that's all I need. Yeah, I don't know. And it's not like, kind of like, discrediting though, like I, people's I, creativity. Yeah, I, no, I, I don't. No, I, I actually don't want to, to because also another thing again, controversial. Like people, like I feel like social media has been like arguing back and forth about the merits of the new Bring Me the Horizon song. Yeah, and I'm like whatever. You know, fair enough. But like at the end of the day, like a lot of these bands, which are huge and super successful, and like doing these arena tours stuff like that. They are like a gateway band. Mm-hmm. People get into those bands and like some people will drop off, but maybe, you know, this music isn't for them forever. Yeah. Or maybe it's just part of something they like. But a lot of people will end up like doing that deep dive. I think like maybe mm. we did and going back and going, cool, I'm going to check out my kill switch. I'm going to check out my Shadows Fall. I'm going to go check out like Early in Flames and Out mm. the Gates and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm going to go check out my Metallic and my Slayer and stuff like that. And I, so... There's nothing wrong with a band that's stupidly popular that's getting people into metal at all. No, yeah. nothing wrong no. with it. And so I want to go, that's part of why I want to go check out Parkway because it's something which I'm like, I'm on the They're fringe of. They're meant to be great live as well. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen them live. You've, you've seen them, have you? Um, no, no, I haven't. Maybe not. Mm. No, no, I had oh, to do a double had. check because obviously <laughs> sometimes you ever get that when you kind of like, you're just like, yeah, I've seen those guys. That, yeah. Wait, no, that's yeah. the thing that happened. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I've not seen them yet. Not seen them yet. I mean, yeah, I'm sure I will do eventually. It's kind of well, uh, they're gonna be there if, for a while. If they still have their, their ethos, then they should be in Vietnam in the next. Oh yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know, they got. If big, you're listening, big... Mike, a visit. Yeah, coming yeah. to a village near you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to go to this one, but it's mainly because I've seen Killswitch very, very recently. Yeah. Otherwise, I think I would, because um, I hadn't seen them for like probably close to a decade before. Uh, yeah, um, it's been I ages since I've seen them. And I'm just not familiar enough with Parkway to commit that money to it yeah. for me but it, i think certainly there's much much worse bands that have been bigger than yes. parkway i think that's clear we're not this yeah. isn't this isn't the old a simpsons picture of old man yells at clouds <laughs> you know um yeah like yeah, i say they're, they're, i think they're fine horizons yeah. i absolutely love horizons uh deep blue got me into them there's some great tracks on that mm. i think had also had a, to be we've had a cooler band name i still think parkway drive is a but at the same band, time, you have bands like Evergreen Terrace and yeah, Parkway Drive yeah. sounds like a soap opera. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, it's like I think it's like the Australian thing of like remember where you came from and the hardcore yeah. thing of remember where you came from as I well. Quite, I like the name. I quite like the name. Well, I I think, just, it, it, just, it doesn't elicit any emotion at all. Coronation Road yeah. would be good. Shit, don't tell them where we are. <laughs> I didn't until then. Why don't you? I think also what is the, the audience? What's fair to house. bring up? <laughs> What's fair to bring up is like they were the kind of a, you know, important band in Australian metal as well. Yeah. I think that's something yeah. that's to be said yeah. because, exactly. you know, kind of prior to those guys coming out. I mean, I don't want to be hating on Australia because I know these days they've got like an amazing music mm-hmm. scene and they've got mm. so many really cool bands coming out of that that I really, really love. Um, but I think there was a bit of a lull. Um, there, was, and there was ACDC, there yeah. was Silverchair. And then Men at Work, the, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> who I love, Midnight Oil as well, of any band. Yeah. Ever. 
But yeah. and, and the main guy in that was Scottish, I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, and a uh, rose tattoo. Let's not yeah. forget rose tattoo. Most, yeah. most of ACDC were originally Scottish, Scottish. as well. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I mean, you've kind of got like the, you know Parkway kind of gave birth to a metal scene in Australia, so it's kind of like yeah. I mean, you can uh, say they had a huge impact. You are forgetting though the seminal technical death metal band. Did, did uh, death technical death metal technical death metal South African technical death metal band blindfolded and led to the woods <laughs> what have you seen this um, so there's this band called blindfolded and led to the woods that's a mouthful oh, who are yeah. technical death metal band uh, who all look the most Australian they're all there in like vests and sunglasses and like snapbacks <laughs> and stuff yeah. who <laughs> basically your, who whole, somehow, some, your whole look yeah exactly <laughs> who somehow got booked to play on this kids tv show which oh is oh my god yeah i've seen yeah. this that's why that's why i remember i've never seen this it oh sounds incredible god. though yeah yeah well like when we're on a break we're definitely gonna watch this yeah. because yeah. it is great it was like it's like smtv live or something like oh, that brilliant. except instead of girls allowed performing you've got this like that's incredible oh, shit. and the, the best part is like all these little kids and the presenter are like dancing around in front of the uh, stage just like Ooh. And it's like, oh gosh. And, and what are they, they called again? They're called Blindfolded and Led to the Woods. Jesus. And Christ. shouldn't that have been the first warning when they were booking a band? <laughs> well, so apparently they, they got the gig. They, also, the singer definitely has the best sense of humour because the, the host is asking him, like, uh, yeah, so tell us a bit about yourself. So, well, uh, we rehearse in the studio out back, and uh, here we are. He's like, yes, there's five of you. What do you do? He's like, well, there's usually six of us. But uh, our guitarist broke his leg, and when he fell off a roof, this feels like something. <laughs> this feels like something out of like what we did in the shadows, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah, summer heights high or something. Yeah, yeah. We, we were uh, going to do a show, but then uh, we've got to print the flyers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that. Honestly, watch it. Watch it. It's um, it's so good. I mean, it? like, let's be real. We will watch it as soon as we go on a break. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm in Spinal Tap support that puppet show uh, <laughs> towards the end of their career. <laughs> But um, this is funny, we're talking about like, you know, Parkway bands that influence them, but maybe don't get the recognition because I think the main event of tonight is a band which I think are actually kind of a little bit underrated and I think don't quite get the recognition they deserve, even though they're part of like a very popular scene. Um, so I'm really proud of the segue, by the way. Um, that was very, yeah. very, very smooth. Very I did a yeah. Yeah, silent clap for him yeah. just off yeah. mic. So um, tonight we're talking about Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba, <laughs> <laughs> baby. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we did an episode where I like did a deep dive into Thin Lizzy and their mm-hmm. live nearest album. And I kind of got introduced to a band which I knew but didn't really know that well and kind of found out what makes them tick, their sound, their influence, stuff like that. And we figured we'd do an episode of that for... All of us. So we are talking today about a well, Lewis. Yeah, how? how what? Who are you? Who are? Not, <laughs> who, who's your dad? And what does he do? No, like Lewis. Like uh, we're talking about Amphrax, um, New York thrash metal titans. Amphrax. Who? Yeah, Lewis. You aren't too familiar with, or I know the hits. Yeah. Um, you played Tony Hawk's too, so you know the <laughs> yeah. noise. We all played Tony Hawk's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think they're in um, Guitar Hero with Caught in a Mosh. Yeah, they absolutely. Yeah. Are. Are. yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I, I've just ne- they've just never been one that I've really actively listened to ever. Like Slayer, I love Slayer. Mm. Love Talica. 
that's why I call him Talica. Yeah, exactly. You, I, yeah, you're close. I can go yeah. shorthand. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. when you're friends with the band, it's yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I love uh, Gurdeth. <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love the the boys in the Ment. Yeah. The Ment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, for some reason, Anthrax just never really. I don't know. Nothing ever grabbed me. Like the singles never latched mm. onto me in the same way that like the first time you hear. I don't know, Creeping Death. I used to think of Creeping Death. Yeah. All the songs, I was going yeah. to say Creeping Death. As soon as you hear that, 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 that what is this? That might yeah. be Anthrax's biggest, um, like, not necessarily knock against them. Not enough biblical songs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, Metallica have, well, I mean, hit after hit. Yes. But Slayer have, you know, those three or four, like, signature songs which are ingrained in metal. So do Megadeth as well. Yep. And Anthrax have, I think, brilliant songs, but... I think probably Madhouse is probably the one because probably yeah. because of Grand Theft Auto. Yes. Yeah, Vice City. Vice City. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Metallica, I don't think. Sorry, um, Anthrax, I don't think quite have a song in the same way that Slayer have Rain and Blood. That Metallica have Enter Sandman yeah. or One. Megadeth have like Holy Wars or um, a whole bunch. Peace, yeah. yeah, Peace Cells. You know, mm. like Anthrax have got these big songs and they have amazing songs but they don't have one which has quite ingrained itself in popular metal culture yeah. in the same way I think I maybe think, bring the noise but again that's yeah, but I think the thing yeah. that the thing that splits them so Megadeth and Metallica definitely crossed over into the mainstream yes whereas Slayer right. went the other way and were yes. so seminal with underground stuff that they had I, these this is the thing I was gonna say, big yeah. super heavy things whereas Anthrax were kind of in between yes that they didn't cross over into the mainstream as much yeah and they when I, I mean the influence is huge so yeah. you know we're not understanding yeah. that but it wasn't the same way that like Slayer was so yeah. extreme at the time it's exactly. like if you're into the music like oh yeah Anthrax they're great but it's not unless you're yeah. not yeah. into the music yeah. you might not it's not like them. oh you think but, that's heavy I only got into it yeah, like you know? Metallica became the biggest metal band in the world Megadeth yeah. became the band that aspired to be the biggest metal band <laughs> in the world <laughs> when I um, the band um, only half yeah, um, Slayer became like the, the flag bearers of extreme metal exactly you know? they you know, when people weren't into metal went out of fashion they stood their grounds put out you know fast heavy albums um, and I guess at the time Slayer may have been may, you could have said Slayer yes these guys are the heaviest fastest band on the planet yes. like you know mm. um, before like contemporary death metal and stuff like that became mm -hmm. a thing um, Anthrax were in that weird ground and it kind of because Anthrax again they're from New York. A lot of the, you know, the original fresh metal yeah. bands or from the Bay Area. So I was going to ask... There's always been like the weird outsiders. I was going to ask that because there's definitely a lot of things kind of linking those three of the big four. Mm. And the first that we're listening to... Um, so we, the guys recommended me uh, Among the Living. Yeah. So my second... No, my favourite album from 1987. Ooh. That's right. The Year I Was Born. I'm, I'm ranking that high of an appetite for destruction. Okay. No, I don't know. I'm not. I'm, oh, not, gonna, I'm not committing to that. Just yeah. remember, cut. we're twenty. We're twenty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah cut, cut that out. I'm not committing. I'm not committing to commit that to a podcast. I was yet. born in 1999. There's the oh, uh, there's the Guns and Roses reference yeah. for oh, the yeah. episode. So the pound in the axle jar. Please yeah. mark, make a mark on your uh, score sheets if you're keeping score at home. <laughs> um, I only got into Anthrax because I was already into Slayer, Metallica, and Megadeth. Um, I got into Anthrax mainly because my dad <laughs> took me to see Motorhead. Yeah, well, my dad took me to see Motorhead and Anthrax was supporting and I hadn't cool. heard of them before that. So I, again, to tie back into what we were saying just now, I downloaded a load of like songs off of uh, LimeWire and Kazaa and I got into them that, that way. sweet George Bush speech uh, uh, for yeah, like 20 yeah, minutes. Exactly, so good. Yeah. So, so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think they're fantastic. But yeah, Among the Living is the one we're going to talk about first. I guess, yeah, just, just for the initiated, I'll run through the Wikipedia opening paragraph to give a bit of context. So Anthrax is a American heavy metal band 
predominantly thrash metal from New York City, formed in 1981 by rhythm guitarist Scott Ian. Yes. Lad. Yep. Uh, the group was basically one of the leaders of the thrash metal scene during the 80s, uh, which was, I guess, the rebirth of American metal, or like also the birth of America. Yeah, the birth of American metal. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, the group was considered one of the leaders of the thrash metal scene during the 80s and is one of the big four of thrash. So, obviously, in the bands that had the biggest mainstream success yeah. alongside Metallica, Megadeth, and Slayer. Uh, Anthrax is the only one of the four from the East Coast and is often credited as one of the early thrash metal bands to emerge from there, along with Overkill and Nuclear Assault. Uh, as of you know, last uh, 2017, they've released 11 albums and have sold over 10 million albums. So um, it's not bad, is it? Yeah. So what I was so what, uh, what stuck out to me when I first when I was listening to Among the Living, yeah. immediately <clears throat> I wanted to ask you guys if they were from Bay Area because mm. there are so many things in their music. That I have heard in a lot of the New York, New York hardcore, hardcore I listen to. Yeah, yep. those yeah. baselines so for stuff. Yeah, yeah, like so much of it. It's like, oh, this is New York hardcore. Oh, they're from New York. Oh, they started it. Yes. <laughs> cool. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah, they, they were like the, I guess, like probably an exception to that New York scene because, like, New York in the 80s, you've got hardcore coming up. You also got hip hop coming up. Yes. And they're like the weird band in the middle. Like, they were infamous. You know, in the same way that, you know, you see fo- fo- old photos of Metallica. Mm-hmm. And Hetfield's usually wearing like a Faith No More t-shirt. Yeah. Mm. You'd get like a photo of like Amphrax from like the early 80s and they'd be wearing a Public Enemy yes. t-shirt. Mm. Like that was what they're about. And you can um, hear you can hear all that kind of groove in that in it. Yeah. But the thing, so with Among the Living. Um, okay, so for, yes. Again, for context, Among the Living is probably, is generally considered to be Amphrax's like best album. It came out within a year of Rain and Blood by Slayer, Peace Cells by Megadeth. And Master of Puppets by Metallica. <laughs> That's a hell of a time, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, right. That's is incredible. It, is it their first album or I think it's probably I think it's their third at this stage. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, had yeah, a couple yeah. of third albums. Uh, um, I, I so, don't know anything about Anthrax really. But either, yeah, this, so, this is yeah. the, the I don't point, know anything about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah this so. was the point where all of these thrash metal <laughs> Learn me. This yeah. is this is basically where Thrash Metal was like touching on the mainstream, but also cemented itself as like this is like the underground metal genre which is like ready to burst out. Like these four bands power these seminal albums mm. mm-hmm. all within about a year of each other also as an album things I like because there's a lot of things I like about it but it's also one of those albums which it has it's like packed full of like really cool like pop culture references as well like there's multiple like Stephen King references across yeah. the lyrics and stuff yes, there there's are. like Judge Dredd references is the artwork have... mm-hmm. is that based no. on Poltergeist no it's um, based on so I always thought that as well the album yeah. the album title and the um the title tracks of the album and the album Among the Living is based on The Stand by Stephen King. Oh, and that's okay. the main antagonist, cool. um, Randall Flagg, in the middle of like everyone else. Right, um, okay. And that's, that's the walking dude they sing about in uh, um, the song Among the Living. Oh, okay, um, cool. Yeah, it's a really good song version of a book that's over a thousand pages. So. <laughs> yeah, great yeah, book, by the way. That's one of the things that I think separated Anthrax a lot from a lot of the rest of the big four. Yeah. Whereas like the stuff they cover, you know, war, nuclear war, yeah. you know, televangelism. Yeah. But like, yeah, exactly. Lots of like, sort of like, um, anti-establishment, anti-establishment like, yeah. stuff. Yeah. Anthrax was talking about like pop culture, talking about Stephen King, like, uh, NFL, um, is about yes. John Belushi. Yep. And how he OD'd and wasted his life. 
There are two songs about yeah, Stephen King short stories on this album. Yeah. <laughs> Remind you of a British band we may have talked about? <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike, anything? Uh... Sorry, I was... Uh, also, Judge Dredd is such a British thing. Uh, I, know yeah. it, I know it's set in America and it's yeah. Mega City One, which is, you know, meant to be like New York, Boston and all of that combined. But it's such a British song topic to pick. Uh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. So my thoughts yeah. on Among the Living. Mm. I thought it was cool. Yeah. I, my interest waned listening to it yeah. because every single song sounds almost exactly the same. <laughs> and I, I did like, not about this, it's great. If it was in a thrash playlist, yeah, cool. I'd be so on board with every track and I didn't dislike anything I heard, but none of it made me feel anything. Okay. I was just like, cool, this is a fun thrash song. This yeah. would be cool to skate to or something. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's very much the kind of sound. Um, but it's, yeah, it, like... Th- Scott Ian is amazing. I love Scott Ian. But it was a lot of the same. And they didn't have the hooks that Metallica did. And I think when you come in at it now, especially me having grown up with all that kind of stuff yeah. and this being relatively new, mm-hmm. you're almost like comparing it yeah, to it's, it's, those things. An- Anthrax were like, of the big four, the one that I got into for last. Yeah. Um, partly same. Because, yeah. <laughs> same. I mean, part, partly because it was actually like way harder to find their albums okay, growing yeah. up like you'd maybe be able to find like a couple like Among the Living would be generally yeah. quite easy to find a lot of the John Bush stuff apart from We've Come For You All would be like super hard to find Volume 8 in particular yeah like, I don't, I've never um, seen a copy I had, of it I had to get um, a couple of albums I had to get Spreading the Disease which album that came before that on import Cool. Um, also, that's such a fucking good album. I've title. got the vinyl of it upstairs. Spreading yeah, the yeah. disease. The, the photo on it. Yeah, so, yeah. So the album cover is brilliant. Yeah. Um, we were walking back from like the cinema one afternoon, and there was a there was a guy just selling metal vinyls. Yep. And I just thought I went, I'm buying that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it took me a little bit longer to get into them. And like, there's definitely yeah, there's that skate punk type vibe to them, which is cool, which is really cool. Yeah. But um, it just but, doesn't punch me in the dick as much as Slayer does. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Fair maybe, like, they, <laughs> it's maybe harder to say put like your finger on what is the exact Anthrax sound in a way that you yeah. maybe is that you can with Megadeth or Slayer. Like Megadeth, I think like they're the super technical thrash band. Metallica is like the big hooks, and Slayer yep. are like the super fast band. Yeah, Anthrax, I'm like, well, they've got fast songs. But not necessarily the most technical band. I think because I've listened to like, guys like H2O and a lot of that yeah. hardcore stuff that I am way more familiar with. Yeah. It's kind of like listening to that, but rougher and older. And also, but with a little with bit like, more guitar going in and, and also, some kind and of also hair like vocals. A hair metal, power metal vocalist. Yeah. Yeah, 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 as well. That's another weird Who is buried in the mix? <laughs> Those vocals are so buried. Yeah, yeah. That was that was the downside in the production for me. I just wanted to hear so much more of those vocals. So Anthrax weird one because they had they've had they're the only again probably maybe it's the thing maybe set them back. They're the only ones of the big four that have had vocalist changes. So hmm. and obviously that's such a huge distinct thing. Like can you imagine Slayer about Tom Morea? Mm, no. Can you ma- imagine Metallica about Hetfield? Yeah. Well, Joe Belladonna's not their first thing either, is he? Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Um, even Neil like Turbin, even like um, God, Dave Mustaine. Maybe one of the worst vocalists in metal. Nah, but can- nah, he's, nah he's, he's, he's perfect for that. Yeah, but can you imagine Mega about <laughs> Damon Stane's vocals? Like, it's no. such an integral part of their sound. No, yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's Mega Dave. Exactly, yeah. So, Whereas Anthrax has gone through, I guess, three singers on records 
plus a fourth one who never actually ended up on an album. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I know. That's so weird. Yeah. I had to look up to make sure that was correct. So, it's like a fever dream. This leads me on to, uh, to another album. Oh, just one more thing before yeah. we go off that album, which you've dismissed wrongly. Uh, <laughs> and it's an, it's an American classic, but we haven't got time. Uh, one thing that's always bugged me, there's a song called I Am The Law, which is about Judge Dredd. And in the comic, because they can't swear really, because it's sort of aimed at general audience comic, they say drock a lot. So like drock this, drock that, drock you. You can imagine. Uh, oh, they, oh, like Smith. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They, they make an effort to do that in this song, except in the chorus, they also put, I won't fuck around no more. So <laughs> it always bugged me, but they just sort of got it right and then dropped the ball at the same time. So maybe don't listen to this album. Terrible. <laughs> no, it was this album. But they won't apologise for art and albums. We also, yeah. I'm just say it's, I'm just gonna say, it's a thrash metal, skate, hardcore, like, yeah. like hip hop influenced smorgasbord absolute smorgasbord of New York influences I think it's with weird hair metal vocals yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it is and it's yeah. and I I enjoyed it I didn't enjoy listening to it as a full album one last thing it's, it's incredibly fr- it's incredibly <laughs> yeah fr- just one more thing it's incredibly fr- fl- uh, front loaded yes and yes it was I, yeah. I drop and off after Indians last yes. year Dan and I went to go see them do the whole album live Cool. And on stage, Scott Ian made a point of saying, we're not going to do any weird gimmicks where we're going to play the album backwards because Metallica done the Black Album live, but they played it from end to finish because you end with Enter Sandman and Sad But True. So they played it all the way through. And then once you get to Indians, after that, the crowd energy just like left the room Mm. because the last three songs are nowhere near as popular as like the first three songs. Yeah. So when they started doing it live for pre- other shows, they just mixed the whole album the album and just ended up busting out the last three songs about halfway right. through, then ended up doing ending with like I Am The Law. Cool, great. Yeah. Makes so much sense. And I think even, even they're aware that like as an album, it's definitely front loaded. Because uh, we were chatting earlier and I, I was alluding as to whether <laughs> maybe or not I'd seen them. Me and uh, Matt, our vocalist, went to the Golden God Awards of course, yeah. Oh, amazing. And we saw them with Joey Belladonna. I think maybe just when he'd been back Probably recently. Probably the time he came back. We'd have yeah. been about that sort of time frame. And my, my impression was like, oh, there's all these old, cool, hard, like, hard punk dudes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Scott, everyone knows Scott Ian. There was cargo shorts. Best beard yeah. of metal. Yeah. Oh, giving it some on stage. And then Joey Belladonna was this guy who looked kind of like someone had left one of Manowar out in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was yeah. like a puppet of... fabulous hair <laughs> yeah. yeah he still had his big like black mullet yeah he still <laughs> it's does amazing. it's not yeah. It's just... <laughs> still does. yeah that's one thing I'll say about them live as well which we're going to find out in November <laughs> but um, how much fun they are like, yes we so saw, great saw it blows a couple of years back and uh, one of my best birds um, he was like yeah I can watch Anthrax and he walked away just like blown away because like they were so much fun I did not expect it to be as fun mm-hmm. as they yeah. were. And that's the thing. Scott Ian, every single note he's playing, he was grinning like a bastard. Mm. Yeah, he, he loves it. He lives for yeah. it. You can, yeah. He's the best. Definitely. Um, so, um, we're talking about Anthrax. I think this is one of the things that actually yes. kind of slowed their momentum and why they've maybe not quite reached Do the it. Heights. Hit it up. Is because they had a, at the peak of their popularity, they had a vocalist change. Uh, they sacked Joey Belladonna because they didn't feel like he was totally invested in, in the band. And they brought in the singer for Armored Saint, another mm-hmm. very, like, underground but seminal thrash metal band very influential uh, they brought in the singer John Bush Hetfield's choice for singer in Metallica originally so John Bush who they tried to, Metallica tried to recruit when Hetfield didn't want to play guitar and sing they tried to get him in and he didn't want to leave 
Armored Saint, which obviously in terms of like business decisions, but oh, you know, very bad. Yeah, yeah. But very you know, bad would, would Metallica have been as yeah. big with imagine Metallica with Hetfield, John Bush, and Dave Mustaine? <laughs> <laughs> it, would, it, probably, it wouldn't have lasted. It wouldn't have worked out. It would those been, harmonies. Yeah. <laughs> Too many chefs. Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah. yeah. So very they, specifically very culinarily trained chefs. Very <laughs> on edge chefs. Yeah. <laughs> but, Welcome um, to Paranoia Kitchen. <laughs> God. So, With my um, guest, fuck you. <laughs> so um so basically Anthrax had this vocalist change in uh the early to mid nineties, it almost like the peak of their success. Yep. Uh, they'd even had a guest spot on like Married with Children. <laughs> Yep. What? Yep. Yeah. You can find it on YouTube. YouTube okay. Yeah, it's weird. Um, but uh, they'd done like what? tours of like, they'd they, like, they done these tours of like <laughs> Public Enemy, which like completely changed perceptions of metal and stuff like that. They'd cool. done the Clash of Titans tour with Slayer. Ice T well. definitely heard that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they uh, so they end up getting this uh, time of a major label and getting uh, John Bushin, who is a totally different vocalist. John Bush is one of the all time best probably most underrated vocalist in metal because this time Anthrax wasn't as prominent um, and yeah you can't get their first album they did with him on Spotify at the moment it's like a live version not the actual proper version which is fantastic then the two albums he did to follow up that um, Volume 8 and also Stomp 442 came out on labels that literally folded within like two or three months yeah. of those albums coming out oh wow so they were they, great mysteries to me, to me for a long long yeah, time yeah so they were doing pretty well in Europe Stomp 442 I knew a bunch of tracks from mm. more so than any other because stuff. those albums did pretty because well because my well mate Europe. Bill hello Bill yeah those albums did well in Europe mm. but like they completely folded in America yeah. and they were so close to calling it a day and then they put out the album was it 2001 no 2003 I think it yep, came 2003, out 2003 yep. uh, they signed uh, to Nuclear Blast signed to Nuclear Blast and brought an album called We've Come For You All and yeah. uh, just before I forget in terms of cameos of Anthrax they also appear in Calendar Girls briefly so uh, yeah, we keep an eye out for that because I remember my mum <laughs> I was my mum was watching it and she, she paused it and she was like oh I think a band you liked in this film I was like what are you on about Mm. I mean, yeah, I think they're like calendar, the calendar, girl. calendar girls are getting in a limo, or they bump into them at some. I'll be in like an airport, and it's John yeah. Bush and Scott Ian. Yeah, like, it's definitely. We Scott think Ian. you guys are cool. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, carry on. I just had to get that out before. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, they. <laughs> I bought... mean, that sounds fucking lame, but <laughs> no, it's not. no. But that's what makes Anthrax cool, though. Is that yeah. they can do that, and it's just like, but oh, it's Anthrax. There's a good article on MetalSucks.net about it's like did Anthrax kind of become the coolest of the big four. I think uh, they kind of yeah, did. Yeah, they did. I think they yeah. did. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Because they haven't got caught up in as much of the bullshit as a lot of the exactly. other guys. No, they never put a foot wrong in a way. Like, musically, you may not have followed them all the way, but, like, they, you never felt like they're doing it for the money, or you never felt like they're sold out, yeah. or anything like no, that. No, no, I completely agree with yeah. that. So, yes, you, you guys all. recommended, We've Come For You All. I think this is the second best Anthrax album. I, this album, the second I put it on, uh, one, that intro, where it just starts to... Yep. Yep. Cut cut that bit out because that little bit makes no sense and then from now on in Jesus Christ my head was just yes for the I was so worried thing. you kept it so coy all day no, I should tell you into that one oh. this is so one of the biggest things that I clocked with this I'm hugging him <laughs> you can't say you're hugging exactly. him there's physical contact oh. in a nice way I don't know it's just like with Metallica and Megadeth and those guys there are a lot of changes in metal after they'd got big and they tried to kind of keep up with it by doing the same thing Whereas yeah. this feels like Anthrax, like, fuck this, we'll just do whatever we yep. want. Yeah, you just, can hear new metal in this. You can hear 
like Limp Biscuit grooves. Bits of Leonard Skinner and in some bits. Yeah, as well. yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's literally like an amalgamation of everything that's come yeah. during Anthrax's reign up until but modern what day. What I like about it, it's also that they inspired and they've turned yeah. around and said, "This is us actually take we created this stuff." Which is why it feels this natural. This is our take on a contemporary take yeah. on it. It yeah. feels completely natural. And um, I think the big thing I asked you guys as well is it's the same drummer. Charlie Benante, yeah. Yep. Jesus Christ! Yep. Oh my so, God, he shreds! So, so Charlie yeah. Benante is like, he is the the music behind the band. He doesn't just play drums, he writes the music he as well. He writes a lot of he's, it. He's, he's oh, really? almost all of it, he's yeah. Also, he's also a guitarist. Like, he writes all of the music for the oh, band. Wow. Um, Scott Ian, you think, is mm-hmm. the prominent songwriter. He's a lyricist. Oh, wow, okay. Scott Ian writes the lyricist. Like him and John Bush like, did lots of it. And do, lot of, yeah, do yeah. the uh, vocal melodies. But all like the vast majority of the music for Anthrax has always been written by Charlie Benante, the drummer. Right. Okay. Yeah. I always I like it when things I, like I, that happen. Yeah, it cuts, catches yeah. you off guard, right? Like Steve Harris by Maiden, right? The bassist writes all the yeah. Guitar, oh, lead, yeah. So sure. always the guitar lines. You know that guy. Oh so, yeah, I mean, we have talked about him for uh, what like ten hours of our lives. <laughs> 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 ten hours is a conservative estimate. Yeah, I yeah. think that's fair. But I, I think that's why you get such a rhythmic sound of Anthrax as well. Yep. Uh, why their riffs aren't necessarily most technical because like their music's being written by the drummer you know it's like you've got the chug and you've got like the, you know the rhythm to it yep. um, that album so that album is like they consider that the album that saved them um, I think it was yeah we've got five years between albums um, yeah, yeah it's when I got into them because this is around like I said when they supported um, Motorhead this hadn't come out yet and then when they did come out they toured and I saw them at the Beer Keller which if you're not from Bristol's a very Wait, very small venue. Yeah, you saw Anthrax of the Beer Keller. Yeah. That, um, my dad took me. It cool. was on a. It, <laughs> yeah, you, that's closed down now, is it? Yeah, while yeah. you're away. Yeah, it was on a shit. school night, a thing or college night. My dad took me, and we loved it. I don't uh, think it closed down because of I, me leaving though. I think it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know that was the very that was that Beer Keller was the first ever UK venue Nirvana played. Yeah. Really? Really? yeah, makes sense. So I can see them at that yep. sort of, uh, and they closed it down. And I, I, yeah, and I, I met Scott Ian when we were queuing. It belongs to get in. in a museum. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, met Scott Ian when we were queuing to get in uh, to the gig as well. He just came out to say hello to. The... He wasn't going out for any other reason, I think, other than just to say hello to people queuing outside. Because again, this is their comeback, sort of. I would almost say, uh, yeah, with this, and at the time as well, because this is 2003, so I'm sort of into metal, but not really into like really like extreme or heavy or death metal. I remember Black Dahlia, the song Black Dahlia, absolutely blowing me away uh, in terms of how heavy it was. Like the chorus is just, it starts off fairly normal yeah. and it just goes into these crazy blast beats in the um, chorus. So even there, you've got like, like you say, it's the, it's the full circle of thrash. Yeah. You've got thrash inspiring death metal, black metal and all that business. Yeah. And then they're picking that stuff up. Uh, it's honestly, I love this album. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely loved it's it. It's absolutely incredible. It was so, so good. Um, it reminds so It reminded me of like old Stone Sour and mm. a bit of Audio Slave, yeah, and like it's New a, York it, Hardcore it's and a, Thrash. It's a and brilliant everything. hard rock album, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's everything. everything. How yeah. do you feel about Safe Home? That's the big question. So Safe Home, um, and did you watch a video? I did not. Nah. but a lot. It it felt very so much heartwarming. Yeah, <laughs> even I know that one. Yeah. Yeah. Keanu, it's got John Wick in it. So. <laughs> That, um, not killing anyone. It, it kind of, it brought to my attention that thrash bands have been notoriously bad with lyrics. Because some of them are very, <laughs> oh, yeah. like, cliche. I absolutely loved that song. Yeah. That was the one that immediately sold it. As soon as I got to that, I was like, this album is, it is so kind of dope. like It's like a big, it's like a thrash band doing an 80s rock ballad. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's less ballady than, like, um... 
It's not nothing else matters. It's not nothing else matters. It's not a uh, Le Tout Le Monde. <laughs> I think it was for the. Uh, I want to say it feels. If it wasn't, it feels like it was for lead single from his album. Yeah, I'm it sure was. it was. Yeah. It's the, it's the thing that I can never Reeves quite get my head around is the fact. Keanu Reeves. And also, video? by the way, <laughs> apparently, the, when they put out again, the label in America folded but it, again it did huge for them in Europe right um, that's the thing that's kind of I think kept them kind of uh, going but I when you use the album you can't work out like how that wasn't a huge album if it just didn't have a label push yeah. behind every it. song's so catchy as well so oh my god the riffs honestly like I cannot I cannot stress oh they had a different guitar, one of the guitarists is different from so here's so here's the thing I'm going to tell you not Scott be, no not Scott no no, no of course not so cool. um, what, the guitarist yeah so their guitarist at the time it was, and the guy who produced the album is Rob Caggiano okay who is most famous now for being in Volbeat which oh, would make sense if you think about Volbeat sound as well yeah. yeah yep yep and Volbeat is basically like that album sound he produced it for real yeah obviously the music's written by Benante lyrics by I didn't Scott know. Ian I didn't know he, if you guys were trolling me and that this was like Meant to be the most hated Anthrax album. No, 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 it's it, brilliant. Just because of how different it is to a modern yeah, no, living. No, 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 no I love this one. album. I didn't so know much. if you were trying to lead me into a thing. This is a seminal album so, for me. This one. Yeah, really. Yeah, I honestly yeah. thought you were just trying to ruin me on a podcast. No, <laughs> which is why I was worried. You were being so coy Not today. today. <laughs> you were being so coy at work today, going like, "Say phone." That's a song. He was, he was saying stuff like that all day without giving any yeah. hint. No, I knew because you listened to Modern Living when you very quickly went. What else should I listen to? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the point, actually. You barely mentioned Among the Living, yet you talked a yeah. lot about... But, yeah, you kept asking about, like, John Bush here. This stuff. is more interesting. Every song stood out as its own song. Yep. Yes, it's Every song made me feel something. And yeah. they, you can tell Dimebag's on the Dimebag one, can't you? Um, Cadillac Rock. Cadillac Rock. Oh, my God. So I was literally... One of my notes on this... I was like, wow, you can definitely tell Scott Ian's listened to Pantera. Scott Ian's never played the fucking lead guitar in his life. He's the rhythm guitarist as well. That's what I thought. Yeah. Dimebag's on the last album it. as well for a song. Just out of interest. Cool. Yeah. Do you know, I only found out today, Roger Daltrey's on one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Taking yeah. the music back. Okay. Yeah. So, How cool is that? Basically, in the 90s, uh, after uh, their lead guitarist at the time, and oh God. Dan Spitz. Dan Spitz left. He had like a bit of a weird breakdown, so all his guitars moved to Switzerland and became like a sort of actually constructing Swiss watches. <laughs> yeah, okay. as you yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and left cool. to do that. Also, I wasn't laugh. I was not laughing at the man having a breakdown. I was laughing but at Swiss a man. Watches. <laughs> Swiss yeah, watches, yeah. very specific. Exactly, yeah. but he was amazingly guitarist, and they are specific, and that's what makes them such fucking good watches. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Switzerland. Yeah. Send us some watches. So um, yeah. So they, some they, they basically like they could never actually hold down a lead guitarist. They had like a touring lead guitarist, but for the albums after Sound of White Noise, up until Rob Catch, so the two albums in between, so Stomp and. Uh, Volume 8 uh-huh. uh, Dimebag just came and did the leads to them because he's a friend I thought every single song was like wow this sounds like Dimebag they've yeah. really been listening they've taken on Pantera fuck that's so yeah, cool exactly. yeah so it's yeah. Rob Cadjo and most of them just got cooler yeah so it's Rob Cadjo and most of them I and mean, obviously on Cadillac Rockbox is Dimebag obviously. But like, which is the most that's, southern that's, sounding that, that's weird it sums up like Anthrax like Anthrax amazing super seminal influential band overshadowed by the big four then they like have a new singer in brilliant new singer and then Pantera and then happens quite, just Pantera happens <laughs> And then they finally like bring out the album like worthy wow. of that lineup. And then the fucking guitarist leaves for Volbeat, and Volbeat's entire sound is that album. Oh man! <laughs> this yeah. is why. So yeah. this is the they've really been make, done over. So this is the thing that makes me so happy about where Anthrax are right now. Yep. So Joey Belladonna came back 
uh, John Bush left. He became the voice of Burger King in America for a while. <laughs> he also got to sing with Metallica at a live show, and he did Four Horsemen. Uh, yeah. He did full but more importantly, I know how great doing, is that? He's doing our fast food bit for yeah. us. Yeah. Thanks, John's got to get paid. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um. So uh, and he's got back with Armored Saint and stuff like that. So you know he's doing his thing. But like they brought back Joey Belladonna, and Joey Belladonna was always such a weird vocalist that band yeah. because. And I think it leans to... Like, I think when he auditioned for them, he did actually like a Journey cover. Yeah, that but makes it, sense. But it leans to, <laughs> say, a lot of sense, Scott it? Ian and Charlie Blanty's love of like Kiss yes. and Journey yeah. and classic rock, you know, classic 70s rock. But his voice over the years, you know, it's aged. He's still a higher register, but it's got a little more Oh, no, dude, he sounded... Gravelly. When I saw him live, he's yeah. much richer now, I'd say. Yeah. Like, he sounded and so much better than what I'd ever heard of Anthrax. Exactly. I was like, oh, I don't know yeah. so these guys. I would say, if you're not too sure about Among the Living, what I would say is check out the last two albums they part with Joey Bollard. Okay. That also came out. Uh, Worship Music. Yep. And For All Kings. Cool. Because you have, like, that more contemporary songwriting. Well, I guess they've taken with... their entire discography up to now. Yeah. To... Yeah, okay. Cool. I mean, you get Joey, who sings the high register, but like, there's just, his vocals are more in the mix, for one. Yeah, deeper... I do like to hear vocals. Yes. yes. And it's like, and it's a, he's just, it's just a deeper, more mature register and it works for them so well. We're missing out even something even weirder as well. There's so, so much to talk about. What I was thinking about to start with is, I think they were a band that's never really bent towards what's popular yeah even bringing back their old singer from the classic era still doesn't feel like a cash grab yeah but yeah. what about them reminded me of they did a tour uh called uh it's something like best of both or something like that yeah they did a tour with both john bush and joe, joe belladonna <laughs> yeah taking turns on different songs during the like, sets that's fucking awesome yeah. yeah the thing that van halen can never yeah, I, was gonna say, yeah. That's yeah. I was just thinking I mean, of van halen I think, doing yeah. that <laughs> I want to say John Bush yeah, is now friends with him again. <laughs> yeah. God, there, there, there was some acrimony yeah. uh, in terms of royalties. Right. Uh, right. The, the impression I get is from a recent interview because Armored Saint are becoming more prominent now. Like mm. they're having this like revival as like people are, like some of the Testament are as well and Crater are. But like it's one of those things where he was saying that apparently him and Scott Ian are like still super close. Like he's the guy he talks to the most. Yeah. He said cool. he felt bad about bringing the royalty stuff up in an interview and it went all public and stuff. He said yeah. he'd wish he'd managed to he's keep him like in the band. He's always been like a class act. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, uh, I've seen him twice with John Bush. Hey, man, once cool. with Joey. And, living. Yeah. But um, God, there's so much to talk about. For example, like the fact that the, when they were pressured to change their names when there were the Anthrax attacks in America. Yep. And they appeared on stage just like, we come for you all, Tiberia. As that album came out, the Anthrax attacks happened. They appeared on stage wearing um, like fake hazmat suits <laughs> with the word Anthrax on it, holding signs saying, we are not changing our name. Yep. Um, there's wow. they did rap metal without losing any credibility yeah, yeah. they did, yeah, they did, yeah, they yeah. did, they did the public song. enemy tour yeah. where people thought it was going to be race riots and then Fuck they actually sake. ended up becoming like this huge thing like a mate like opened up rap to or, you see Axel wearing Axel Rose yeah wearing the gun <laughs> yeah, put in the jar one in the jar yeah Jim. one in the jar Axel Rose wearing the public enemy t-shirts on the usual illusion tour same with John Connor in uh, yeah, yeah. Terminator where does that come from like because <laughs> Anthrax opened up hip hop yeah. for yeah. metal um there's a whole they recorded a whole album with a new singer a random dude they found who wasn't like a big name called Dan Spit not Dan Spit not Dan Spit okay, Dan, Dan Nelson Dan, Dan Nelson that like they Dan then, Nelson they then fired yeah, they then fired the guy yeah. Yeah. then rumour has it they then got John Bush in to sing the album that didn't work so then they got Joey Belladonna oh, wow. in that's where they are now like as a band they've had like this 
absolutely fascinating history. Yeah. It's like, they are like one of the most fascinating bands. They're the most underrated band of the big four. Um, the infamous quote that I've got is like from Dave Grohl saying, this band is fucking better than yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, fair. But I also, <laughs> Dave Grohl's saying it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to, to anyone who's listening who like me, who like, the, you know Metallica, you probably listen to lots of Megadeth and Slayer. If you've never quite got into Anthrax, they have a genuinely fantastic and diverse back catalogue. And I would, as as someone coming into this like fresh, I could not recommend We've Come For You or More. Yep. Yeah. It's so accessible mm-hmm. on so many levels. It's a key album for Teenage Dan, I would say. <laughs> yeah. uh, looking back, it I love really Teenage is. Dan. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. big head of hair. Yeah, so. I know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, genuinely, gen- as far as I stand on Anthrax... Yeah, great. I'm I'm gonna check out a whole bunch more. I'm Yay! definitely I'm definitely gonna focus on the John Bush era stuff um, first. Oh, because... sounds of white noise. That's, yes, yeah. listen to sounds of white one. noise. But now listen to that. Listen to the last two I'll Joey albums. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, like so, as usual, whenever I sit down with you guys, I always come away with kind of like, oh, I've got to listen to this. <laughs> or listen to this. Oh God. Well, taking up so much time. So what? It's been guys. Also, thanks so much for leading me on this journey of anthrax it's been great now I don't want Mike being here to be a waste of time because Mike did not know he was going to do this (laughs) until (laughs) until literally like 20 minutes before we started recording thanks Mike he's he's back for a little while we wanted to uh, rekindle our old flame uh, and and have a nice little time but I want you to be more involved with this and we've got a wonderful game Oh my god. For the both of you. Oh lord. So I think the, the best thing that we do, if uh, if we each Dan and I will uh will read you a question. Yep. And we'll take it in turns, each one of you will answer. We want to know how well you know the lyrics to Hotel California by the Eagles. <laughs> <Yeah. coughs> Courtesy okay. of our friends uh, Clickhole. Uh, Clickhole. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so Where is it me versus Jim? <laughs> well, yeah. All right. Team, I don't mind. I'm okay. team with you, Mike. Cool. <clears throat> so, Mike, it's like Cards Against Humanity. All right. Fill in the blanks. I'll give you the options. Up ahead in the distance, I saw blank. My head grew blank, and my sight grew dim. Now, is it a a very good cloud and skin? <laughs> is it B the president hitchhiking and holding a sign that says "Pick up the prez"? <laughs> And to the size of a prize-winning pumpkin that makes men renounce God. Is it C? What looked like a Perkins? Crazy for pancakes. Or is it D? Me, Don Henley, except I was dead. Itchy. It's gonna be D. It's gonna be the pumpkins. It's the pumpkins. pumpkins. Okay. So, so you think the line is up ahead in the distance? I saw the president hitchhiking and holding a sign that says, pick up the prez. No scans. My head grew to the size of a prize-winning pumpkin that makes men renounce God, and my sight grew dim. Here <laughs> we go for that off the top. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, no, it's me, Don Henley, except my head. <laughs> it's itchy or whatever. <laughs> my head. All right, this one's, dead. this one's for Jim. Uh, I heard the mission bell, and I was thinking to myself, this could be blank, or this could be blank. I know the lyric to that. I, I know. Prove it. I know this okay. Prove it, Jim. So, it's, this could be the mission bell, or this could be a recording of the mission bell. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was in a distance, so... Option... Oh, op- can we get a take on that? <laughs> so op- I'm too busy doing cocaine. Option B. Uh, 
this could be something to do with that dead version of myself I just saw, or this could be <laughs> something else. C, this could be Cowabunga, or this could be Eat My Shorts, <laughs> or D, this could be Perkins, or this could just be the Hotel California. <laughs> I'm going B. B. So that is, I heard the mission, but I was thinking to myself, this could be something to do with a dead version of myself I saw or something else. And you're oh. wrong, it was the mission bell or recording of the mission bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. All right, Mike, this one goes to you. Welcome to the Hotel California, such a blank place. <laughs> <laughs> you're already okay. selling it to me, Lewis. All right, cool. Is it such a musical place? Is it such a far out place? Is it such a Kafkaesque place? <laughs> such a spooky place? <laughs> I mean, realistically, like, if you listen, I mean, the closest you can probably describe it is probably Kafkaesque, really. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm oh, like, oh, it was welcome to the Hotel California, such a far out place. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> That's the actual lyric. <laughs> I can't believe this. I just wasn't listening to it hey, the entire guys, time. Take it up with Don Henley, yeah? I will. Are you ready for question five? Of course, I was born ready, baby. Uh, have I danced in the courtyard? Sweet summer sweat. Some dance blank. Some dance blank. And your answers are some dance for dollars. Some dance for cents. <laughs> some dance to warn me. Some dance just to get on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> like, Lewis is like, <laughs> option C option C some dance like this a 15 second break where Don Helly is heard dancing <laughs> some dance like this a 15 second break where dance Henley, Don Henley sorry, is heard dancing in a very different way <laughs> or uh, option 4 or D uh, some dance to honour Michael Gyration the inventor of good dancing or some dance to honour Michael Gyration Jr., the inventor of bad dancing. <laughs> Which one do you feel it is? If you had D, to guess. You, D, option D, D, you're going with Michael Gyration and his son, Michael Gyration Jr. Oh, oh you're wrong. It was some dance to warm me, some dance just to get on my nerves. Oh, guys. Uh, yeah, you're right. I, Michael Gyration Jr. <laughs> We've been dropping the ball. All right. Like, I thought you guys might have heard this song. I'm more of a life in the fast lane kind of guy. Well, Lynn Biscuit sampled. Maybe you need to listen to this more. So, uh, so, here's a chance to redeem yourself. Question nine. Who are the Parkway Drive to Eagles? <laughs> when did uh, the Eagles start Parkway Drive? I think it'd be Don Headley's solo career. Yeah. Yeah, Boys of Summer. So, yeah. question nine. Oh, Last the Ataris then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Last thing I remember, I was A, on a dark desert highway. Mm. That's a really good answer because it doesn't... Anyway, <laughs> B. Uh, <laughs> Last thing I remember, I was howling about not being at Perkins. <laughs> C. Uh, Last thing I remember, I was telling everyone I could jump off a roof and into the pool. <laughs> or D. Last thing I remember, I was being killed by the captain. I'm going to say C. C, you told everyone that you could jump off the roof into the and into pool. a pool. You're wrong, you're being killed by the captain. Oh, oh, lyric. I should go with D every But time. Desert Highway Ooh. one's great because it's from a different part of the song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Mike, final one. Okay. Uh, and this swings it if you get it right because neither of you know that this classic song, yeah. which is embarrassing. Yeah. Have we got anything right? I'll be the first no, to admit it's a dick move. Yeah, so, right. You can check out any time you like. Sincerely, the Hotel California. <laughs> you can check out anytime you like. We're very nice and sweet here. 
you can check out anytime you like because you're a ghost now, Don Henley of the Eagles. <laughs> you can check out anytime you like. Have you visited the Perkins restaurant and bakery yet? It's right next door. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we know now what the Perkins thing is. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go for A. I'm sincerely the Hotel California. Ah. Oh. And it's, it's read actually, it. So you've actually get a special response here. The, wrong. The last line of a song reveals that there was a Perkins restaurant and bakery right next door the whole time. It's what Don Henley smelled in the beginning of a song, but he went to the wrong place by mistake. <laughs> Unfortunately, he can't enjoy the Perkins products because he is dead. This is a big twist. <laughs> Thank you happening? for playing Hotel California Thank and also you. embarrassing yourselves not knowing a classic song. Oh yeah, I, I feel like who's who's the fool? Well, me. Oh, Your punishment him. is neither you can ever leave here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can check out well, anytime you like. I mean, bring in the captain. Uh, can you guys please leave? I have, <laughs> I have a flight to Vietnam on Wednesday. Yeah. If I listen to something left already, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, thank you very much for listening to this uh, this podcast. Um, don't forget to share. Don't forget to spread the word on like Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. We're on Spotify. Uh, we're on also iTunes. Spotify. We're also on iTunes. Drop us an email. Rating. Drop us yep. an email at slowlyrocketgmail.com. Um, and also, I dare you to share this. Yeah. yeah. 99% of people are too scared to share yeah. this. But share uh, this with yeah. fucking wusses. Genuinely, the, um, the reviews are great on yeah. iTunes. They really help. We've had yeah. really good feedback so far. It's really nice. Thanks, guys. And... Uh, yeah, just spread the word if you think there's someone you know that might like our podcast. Yeah, you know, honestly. let them know. And if there's bands you want to hear us talk about, anything like that. Yeah, suggestions for things you want to hear us cover. Uh, Mike, got anything to plug? Uh, I have nothing to plug, really, but just saying thanks for having me back, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, it's been um, lovely having you, here, man. Really, yeah, really, really, really nice. blast Come from back the past. and join us next Thursday. I can't be here oh, next oh, Thursday. No, yeah. Live oh, from Skype. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 20 seconds behind. <laughs> Mike's terrible Wi-Fi in Vietnam. <laughs> no, I think I'll probably be back next July, so uh, we'll have to do this again, Excellent. I think. Well, I believe we've got a few more albums to pick up at that time. Ooh, but, uh, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Anthrax's right. got like, you know, 11 other albums covered, <laughs> yeah. so. Uh, we've got plenty with Joey. But no, seriously, guys, thank you so much for listening. Keep spreading the love. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Have a wonderful time. Yeah, spread the disease. <laughs> Yeah. Oh! Hey, I tied it in. I tied oh, it in. Tied it in. Oh, I get it. He yeah, tied it in. It's an Amphrax. Get it. Yeah, it's a Scott Ian. Scott Ian joint. Yeah. Scott Ian. Okay. Catch you later, guys. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye.